Bars are closed. Aren't any shows? Where can we go? People at home gotta stay close. There's no other answer. Apocalyptic painted butter can't afford nothing better. But we're gonna weather the storm. Yeah, we're gonna weather the storm. Greeting, Pandemic Pals, and welcome to Apocalyptic Peanut Butter, the only doomsday podcast that sticks to the roof of your mouth. I am your proactive, radioactive, hyperactive host, Nick the Saucy One Catsaurus, broadcasting to you as always from the land of meth and honey. And I also want to introduce my co-host from the West Coast, a man who has seen me at my best, seen me at my worst, and now gets to podcast with me as the world burns. Mr. Andy Gimme. What up, what up? Hello, Pandemic Pal. How are you doing <laughs> through these final days of the Outside Down 2020? I'm glad, you know, I'm pretty glad that this year's almost over. I'm not really sure how next year will change very much, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty glad. I'm pretty glad this year's about over. Kind of, you know, it gives you like a mental fresh start, you know, even regardless of the way things are around you. I guess it kind of you as, a, as me as a person, it kind of makes me feel like I... A fresh start type thing. I yeah, I think a lot of people need a uh, mental fresh start these days. Yeah. For sure. A- Amen. <laughs> all right, pushing all the important sanitized buttons from her hermetically sealed bubble in the next room. Singer, actor, and creator of 3D does things. There are Mavulous. One day I'm going to learn that. Mavulous producer, the Mavulous D Mavens. Mavulousness. <laughs> Yes, so I'm we've here. been on uh, what three week break. We just did an episode with John, but before that, um, an hour ago, we've been on a three week break. And if you thought things couldn't get more fucked up and bizarre, you would be wrong. Yes. Super wrong. You would be so super wrong. Can can I give? No, everybody's gonna know it by the time they hear it. That the Rudy Giuliani now has COVID and fuck him. I, oh I can't. wow, that's so. Um, Pretty radical coming from you. Uh, no, it's not. Um, no, I'm I'm just I'm to the point where, you know, I'm almost almost on the John Cusack train of if someone is not vehemently against Trump, then they don't belong in my social circle. Like I'm almost to that. But now a lot of people have calmed down. Good news. Um, I. Yeah, they've uh, the down. That, they've gone over to Parler, where all of them just call each well, other libtard and spread conspiracies all day. So I do know a couple of people that I was very unhappy to to realize that they were in fact Trump supporters when um, their social media picture had changed to be that. And these are people I personally know and personally have to interact with, which is why I'm being incredibly vague. Um, but the the pictures and the things that say Trump, Trump, blah, 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 blah. Even like the day after the election, they posted something to the effect of, I still support Trump and I don't give a fuck, you know, that, that basic sentiment. Um, and that's it. Like everything else, the pictures no longer contain Trump at all or vote anything or even red, white, and blue. It's like they are going back under the rock. And to be honest, that's where I'm more comfortable with them. So 
to any Trump supporters out there, just go back under your rock and be quiet. Just just shoo, because you Boy, I'm glad we don't say the name of where we live anymore in the intro. No. I'm just like, Um, just shoo. Just go on. We don't need you anymore. You're done. Before we get to the meats and potatoes of this episode, (laughs) I want to dedicate this episode to a great man who recently passed away. Um, Somebody I started one of my first podcasts with, even though he had a solid 45 years on me, and I'm no spring chicken, um, he passed away at 92 this year, and I just found out because I tried to call him, and his son told me, and it was pretty tragic. Um, I mean, you know, a- any death is tragic. It wasn't mm-hmm. a tragic death. But Charles W. Thompson, author of the book, Is the United States Worth Saving? A lifelong civil servant. He worked in the government in non-glamorous jobs, mm-hmm. backing up senators and um, Congress for years. He had he was just loved the Constitution and wanted to get us back to a place where government mad- mattered, people mattered, we all had respect for our institutions, and we were all united. And it's just sad that he passed away before he could see that dream come to fruition, if it ever will again. Yeah, he was a very smart guy. I remember that podcast you did uh, on uh, was it? Uh, we are the government. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That, I remember I did like the video. It was like a crypt. It's like the the White House burnt down or something for like the profile. I remember that. Yeah, very smart guy. Yeah, and he'll be greatly missed. But, he, but you know, be. his work lives on. That's yeah. what's important, is that his work lives on. So goodbye to Charles W. Thompson. You will be missed, my friend. Now, now that we come off that low note, um, let's get ready. I was going to say we're going to do some alt-side-down news later on today, but now everything's alt-side-down news, right? Pretty much feels that way, for sure. Yeah, especially once we get into this thing about the whole Georgia thing, there's some stuff like was, that I did as far as research that actually kind of makes you go, hmm. Um, David G. McAfee, he's mm-hmm. this political commentator, and he posted this conversation he had today where this guy was saying, you're a libtard, you're programmed sheep, Joe Biden di- died years ago, and this whole Biden thing is the deep state, those videos aren't real of Joe Biden. At, at what point does the conspiracy become a full-on delusion? Like when you don't believe Joe Biden is alive and ran for president, I don't like. How does that not seep into every other function in your life? I actually, um, my kid, uh, my kid loves that TikTok. She, she's an, you know, she's a young girl, she's a young kid. So the others, her friends and stuff, they're all into that. So just out of uh, shits and giggles, I, I I downloaded it to watch some of the stuff. You know, as a dad, I wanted to make sure we weren't doing something that was going to get right. her, you know, in trouble or worse, you know. Because I, 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 you try and get to your kids enough that hey, once it's on the internet, it's on there forever. Doesn't matter whether you, you know, it's on there for thirty seconds. Somebody's gonna. Anyways, um, there was uh, there was several videos on there, and they were all young kids, of course, not even voting age, most of them. And, um, they were sharing these two pictures and the picture was one of Biden where his earlobe is, uh, more connected to his, his head. And then there's another picture where that earlobe is not connected. So they're saying that that's two, that's two completely people. Uh, one person ran for president, the other person didn't. But what they're not also, when I watched the video a couple of times, I realized how that was happening was 
in the one video, his his mouth is open, like he's uh, making like a, a a loud statement, where he's maybe probably shouting or something, you know, a loud statement. So his jawline comes up in, in nearby, you know, his jawline comes up and it fake makes news. Like, that's not right. how jaws work. But that's exa- but that's exactly what I I knew that if somebody may I know I'm waiting to see if a rebuttal video comes out, but I know exactly that's what people will say, fake news. You know, and the real thing I hate is when uh, people when I when I talk to people. Who, they oh well you need to Google it you you just need to yeah Google you need to do your own research you need to do your own research I go well that's not that's not how the burden of proof works my friend you want to be a law and order guy then let's talk about let's talk yeah. about how law and order actually works dude there are people saying that Joe Biden invented the term this year mm-hmm. in this November he invented the term president elect that we never had a president elect before no president has ever had access to the white house or classified mm-hmm. information or briefings until they're sworn in they are not the president they never have access till january 20th and that mm-hmm. joe biden invented the term president elect just to have early access to classified <laughs> info and if you try to tell them that term has literally been with us for 200 years they'll just scream fake news you yeah, can that- show them fox videos <laughs> Oh, from November 5th, 2016, of uh, people going, congratulations to our new president-elect. And, oh, fake news. Nope, that's not real video. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you – that's what happens when the bar is set so low um, as far as, uh, you know, expectations of people that you that's, – that's what you get. I mean, you get people who, you know – uh, they kind of have like these power plays. They want to be seem like they're the smart person in the room, you know. But I mean, you know, it's like reminds me of like you know uh, like a, a brother or Arthur. You know, you had these jail guys that were using three, four syllable, you know, words, you know, but they were dumb as a rock. You know, it just made them sound intelligent. You know, well, why so, are they not delusional? Like I remember the guy that there, there was a guy in McKeesport. Who lived in like this little shed thing, but he owned the property, he owned a lot, but he just had a little shed there. I don't know what happened to the original house. And he didn't have any electricity. And he was like one of these dudes that thought the CIA was listening to him through the fillings of his teeth. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave him a radio show. Nobody gave him a fucking platform. They said, stay away from Harry. That dude's fucked up. There's something wrong with him. He'd walk yeah. down the street screaming at shadows. Nobody said, oh, well, I mean, he might have a point. Maybe the CIA is listening to him. You need to give that guy a radio show so he could get the truth out there. When did, like, the neighborhood kook that we used to tell our kids to stay away from, Mm -hmm. when did that person become somebody that we should pay attention to? Well, I don't think it's that we should pay attention to those people. I think it's just that technology has changed, you know, since, you know, when we were young – I mean, all the stuff that we needed to do to just communicate with somebody was, you know, it was, an, it was a massive overtaking. Here, somebody can literally just, you know, um, pull up their phone and take a video and it could literally have millions of people see it. So I think because technology's changed, I think you were given some of those people that are just at least smart enough to know to press the record button, um, you know. They know that it's easy, how easy it is to... Um, but why do we accept it? I don't know if we, I don't, I mean, I don't know if, if, if you, you know... We the people. Far, right, I don't know if, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that don't. I mean, I, I, I don't think, most of the people that I talk to who are somewhat of the sane of mind, I, I mean, usually don't take to a lot of this stuff. And I think a lot of people are just kind of wanting this, like a bit of a return to normalcy. I think... 
the fringe with Trump and president, it was given too much of a voice for too long. And I, I mean, mean it's, this QAnon sense is mm-hmm. actually a real movement now. You have QAnon people in Congress now. Right. How could that be? How could the guy who lived in the shed who thought shadows well, I mean, were well, I mean, you, be well, in Congress now? Well, you have you have the Tea Party. Was I mean, the Tea Party made it in Congress. And then I, I you know, I, I did a thing when I worked for California out of years ago about the differences of, the tea, of different parties. And we've always had, as long as even since the Party of Lincoln, we've always had pretty crazy people. In, yeah, the know-nothings back right, then. The, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they, they kind of were like, you know, a little, you know, like the fringe people that it is now. The so Birch Society in the 80s. There the you John go. Birch Society, yeah. That's what I mean. So I think it's kind of like, I think it's just, I think it's more of a thing. It's just that, you know, history's not a very well-taught subject here in America. You think? Um, I, I know. <laughs> my kids, both my kids in high school, I'll never forget the, when we were talking about slavery, it was literally one sentence. In the entire history book. Was that it was Don't it. Believe the Hype? No, it was just like, it was just like, and that they had used slaves, and that the American, the original colonies had used slaves for labor. That was it. Hmm. I, I, I believe it, dude. All right, yeah. let's talk about this. Like I said, we should just call the podcast Outside Down Now, because everything's Outside Down News. So let's talk about what's happened since the last time we were on air. Okay. We had the election. One of the mm-hmm. last states to verify was Georgia. Georgia mm-hmm. verified that Joe Biden won by a substantial amount. Maybe D can pull those numbers. But it wasn't like by, you know, 500 votes. It was in the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of votes. Mm-hmm. Um, the governor, Brian Kemp, certified the win to Biden. He had no choice. That's the way his office works. He has no executive power to do anything but certified results that are handed to him from the elector. The electors who are being supervised by Republicans and Democrats, they have no choice but to count the votes. Math. Mm-hmm. So anyways, him, the governor's secretary of state, Brad um, Raffensperger, Raffensperger mm-hmm. and then a bunch of other really Trump Republicans – Trump Republican electors, along with Brian Kemp, the governor, who's a Trump Republican, this um, Brad Raffenberger, Raffensperger is a mm-hmm. Trump Republican. They certified the election. They started getting death threats. They started getting their wives, rape threats, people yeah. outside their homes, you know, protesting, telling them that they should um, throw the election results out and declare the win for Trump because, you know, they love the Constitution. Law yeah. Order, yeah. I say sarcastically. Not fascism um, at all. Not fascism at all. And, you know, the secretary of state was almost in tears. This guy comes out and goes, oh, my family's getting death threats from Trump supporters. Um, that This has gone too far. No politician should get death threats for doing what his job demands. We have kids, you know, 20-year-old kids who have no political affiliation, don't even follow politics, you know, mm-hmm. working the polls, and they're getting death threats. And I'm thinking, dude, AOC gets probably 50 death threats a day by those same people. Yeah. Suck it up, Buttercup. But he is right. Nobody should have to get death threats. So anyways, long story short, Trump comes out and he says that all of these people are part of the deep state now, that they're all against him, including David Perdue, who's running for Senate there in a runoff January 9th, and Kelly Loeffer, who's the Republican senator running for a runoff. Now, here is the the quandary. Here is the catch-22. This is the Gordian knot that they can't cut. If Lofter and Purdue lose, 
So if Republicans lose the Senate, and this actually matters to people like Mitch McConnell, who wants to do his daily business of fucking over the American people. And he can't do that if he's not in charge of the Senate. Right. So he he doesn't want to lose the Senate. So then you've got Trump's lawyers. That, so you have these Republicans who desperately want to hold on to the Senate. But mm-hmm. if they lose these two seats, which would previously be unimaginable, they would get one, but, but two would seem impossible. But now it's looking like they could lose these two Senate seats. So they're like uh, freaking out. They're like, what are we going to do? Trump's out there telling people not to vote in the coming uh, Senate election. And he's runoffs. Trump's lawyer comes out. Um, oh, God, what's the guy's name? Lynn Wood. Lynn Trump's, Wood, yeah. Yeah, Trump's lawyer comes out, Lynn Wood. He's having rallies all over Georgia saying, don't vote for Purdue. Don't vote for Loeffler. They're in it with um, you know, the governor and all these other Republicans to dethrone Trump. They're all leftists, secret leftists and part of the deep state. And this is a guy who had formerly had donated to Obama or worked with Obama. He's out there in his MAGA hat saying that Trump even won California. Don't even believe anything. Trump won every state. The whole thing was rigged. Biden yeah. didn't get hardly any votes. So he's telling the Trump supporters in that you know, community, the ones that are going to those rallies, don't vote in the coming runoff. And if you do vote, just write in Donald Trump's name. Don't vote for Lofter. Don't vote for um, Purdue because these guys are in the deep state with the Democrats trying to overthrow Trump. Yeah. Now – the Republicans are flipping out, like I said, because they're going to lose the Senate. And our Congressman Dan Crenshaw, he gets his constituency together and he says, don't believe Trump's lawyer, Lynn Wood, Lynn Wood, Trump's lawyer in the MAGA hat. He said, just because you have a MAGA hat and you work for Trump doesn't mean you're a Trump supporter. Trump's <laughs> lawyer is a leftist, deep state operative. He's trying to get the um, Senate over to the Democrats. He's trying to make. Republicans lose the Senate by saying Republicans by accusing the first group of being leftist operatives. Yeah. So you've got this governor and all these people just doing their jobs. They have no choice. So if they don't certify the election, they'll just be fucking removed and somebody else will come in. The courts will come in and certify it. There's no way around it. They're getting death threats from Trump supporters who are calling them leftists and deep state operatives. Yeah. Then this second group led by Trump's own lawyer comes in and says, don't trust the first set of Trump supporters, don't vote for them. Mm-hmm. And now he's calling them all leftists. And then here comes Crenshaw with his crew of Trump supporters mm-hmm. saying the second group are leftists, so <laughs> deep state operatives, for attacking the first group. Meanwhile, Trump's other lawyer, Sidney Powell, is running around saying that Hugo Chavez, 10 years ago, wrote the Dominion program for the voting machines to make sure Trump loses the election 10 years ago because he's dead. He died like 10 years ago. So before he died, he wrote this special program because I guess, I don't know, the fucking ghosts of Eisenhower told him that Trump would be president one day. So he wrote this program along and he's in it with Venezuela, um, like Michael Moore, Spain, China. And her conspiracies got so fucking insane that even though she was Trump's lawyer, they had to come out and say she's not our lawyer. Is this a party in its death throes, or is this just going to be the Republican Party for the next 20 or 30 years? Can it sustain with these wars against – I mean you go over to Pollar, and it's all Trump supporters mm-hmm. arguing and calling each other's libtards. And they're all Trump supporters because they don't, they don't have any other non-Trump supporters in their life. So they just all argue against each other 
can it, can a movement sustain itself like this? It's like See, a self-eating parasite. Well, don't you think so? Like usually when um, before I think Trump kind of threw everything in disarray um, because, you know, <clears throat> most of our presidents have always been politicians in some form or another. Um, most of them very rarely are they an actual businessman. Um, even like back in the in the old 1700s, 1800s, people were kind of conditioned or uh, for those kinds of things to be politicians or you know as far as the art of being a politics that kind of stuff. Yeah, they were like, groomed and they you know mm-hmm. they usually start off as lawyers or judges and later Correct. on as lobbyists and activists mm-hmm. and stuff. So they kind of there was like kind of a bit of a step ladder. Well, Trump there wasn't any of that kind of ladder. So I think it kind of throws now the Republican Party. It's like when um you know if you told me that uh, um you know the Republican Party is um you know uh, pro-choice, I would laugh at you. I would go, there's no there's I would that's that's not there's no way I would never believe that in a million years. But, you know, now the way things is, it's possible that it is pro-choice to an extent or whatever. However, Trump, whatever way the wind blew that day was the way that that party went. And I think that just kind of threw things in horrible disarray um, because, you know, you kind of had like this moral guideline of why you voted Republican. You know, you were star, you're, you're supposed to be a staunch conservative, uh, no, small government. Uh, less taxes, you know, pro-life, you know, all those lower things deficits, that, you know, all those things that were like, trade. Mm-hmm, there was like, you know, like a staple of that party. It's like, I, I, I don't really have any understanding of what the Republican Party stands for, to be honest, because, well, their literal platform this year, mm-hmm. every, every year you, the, each party releases a platform. It's usually like this giant binder of like 50 to 100 pages. Yeah. It literally had one sentence. It said, our Republican platform is whatever Donald Trump says it is. We back the president. That's fucking wow. crazy town. Yeah, because usually you they would usually those things would be, you know, like you said, they'd be hundreds of pages and they would be like, you know uh, – political maneuvering and all kinds of stuff, whatever our policies we're going to make, you know, it used to mean something if like, you, you know, you as a president come, couldn't come up with a, you know, a policy on how to take on something. Now it's just now. You're They're kinda, literally it, saying whatever Trump's tweets is our policy that day in the moment. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's crazy because then how are you going to make things actually work? Cause in politics, nothing works right away. But it's not about working for the Trump supporters. It's about punishing liberals. And a liberal, of course, is the Pope, Dolly Parton, the Chamber of Congress, the medical community, the science community, the unions, the schools, Hollywood, every Democrat, 90 percent of the Republicans. I mean, a liberal to them is everything. It's everything that's not like totally kissing Trump's ass 24 seven is a liberal. I mean, all these Republicans in Georgia, they're calling leftist operatives. Yeah, or they don't support, or they support, or they only support somebody who has the ability to control people, such as like police or the army or those kinds of things, which is about as fascist as you can get. To be, I honest mean, they're with calling you. Bill Barr a leftist operative now. They're saying Bill Barr is a, a deep state plant. Yeah, because he that, said the election wasn't rigged. Yeah, because he yeah he said they couldn't find anything. Yeah, well and, that was um Trump, didn't Trump say that was because he didn't look. Yeah, I think that's what he said. He said and they were saying he didn't look. look because he's an operative. And somebody posted today and they were like, the only mistake Trump made was surrounded himself with liberal deep state spies like Bill Barr and Mattis and Flynn and, um, you know, just the whole Bolton. Like mm-hmm. basically everybody Trump hired 
was in on a conspiracy. All the Democrats, most of the Republicans, all the science community, all the teachers, all of Hollywood. Like, at what point is it no longer – when does it get so big it's no longer a conspiracy and it's just life? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it is – see, here's the thing. So, Can I say we, my coffee cup is a conspiracy? It's actually a soda cup. But the coffee cabal, big coffee came in and tricked us all into thinking it was a coffee cup. And and 99% of Americans call it a coffee cup because they're in on the conspiracy. So, But it's not really called a coffee cup. It's called a soda cup. And I'm the only one who has the super secret information. But it just so happens that 99% of planet Earth is in on the conspiracy to call it a coffee cup. Can I do that? Is that how you define a fucking I mean, you just did. You just did. Wait, okay, so let me just explain. So Lynn Wood, um, and when I was doing more research after we talked about the article and stuff, you know, I mean, it is suspicious that he has given quite a lot of money to the Democratic Party. Now, when I mean but quite so a lot, Trump. it's only a few thousand. Well, that was my, that was my other point was that that, but I but see that in itself is how I can see where the seed can be planted. I don't and and, and I think when. You know, just think about as kids, you know what I mean? When, you you, you know, your your mom tells you something about a story about a monster in the closet. You you know, you can't sleep at night because your imagination is just running wild. And it's because your mom planted that seed of, the, hey, there's a monster in the closet. And it's the same thing of, like, the, these guys, you know, all the Demo- – they've devoted to the Democrats. The guy's a lawyer, for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? He has to, like, play, you know – he has to play, you know, both sides to an extent, especially if he needs things done where he lives. So, I mean, I get to that to an extent. But they understand. live in this bizarre world where they say everything is liberal. Um, the Wall Street Journal, the Chamber of Congress, every school, uh, the unions are all controlled by liberal. All media, of course, is controlled by liberal. The, the medical community, the post office, right? And then they have this other thing where they go, but Trump won like 90 percent of the vote because everyone loves Trump. It's like, but it doesn't sound like it doesn't. Postal workers don't love Trump. They're in on a conspiracy. Doctors don't love Trump. Nurses don't love Trump. They're they're part of the deep state. No one in the media loves Trump. They're all part of the deep state to take them down. I Unions just think don't people, love Trump. Like I just think people a, are gullible, man. I just think people are gullible. I think plus it makes people feel better about themselves. You know that they kind of they're 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 part of something special. So like regardless of whether it's the true or not, the fact that they're fighting for something that nobody else is fighting for is like you know me as a kid being able to finally get my hair dyed green. You know it garnered more attention or something. You know it's yeah, but like, it's not a consistent crazy. It's like I told you that time on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody goes like in the old days. Somebody's if you're like a neo-Nazi, you're like, right. yeah, the Jews are in this giant conspiracy to or to globalize and run all the money. But mm-hmm. it wasn't like on Monday you walked up to a Nazi and they were like, I hate Jews. And on Tuesday they were like, I love Jews. And on Wednesday they were like, I am a Jew. And on Thursday they were like, I don't believe Jews exist. And on Friday they were like, I hate Jews again. In St. Paul they had a, a steel stop the steel rally. Mm-hmm. You know what this is? It's like they want to overturn the election. So it's sure. all these Trump supporters. And you had people out there from back to blue and things were getting rowdy and the cops came in and calmed everything down. You have back to blue. This is a militant pro-police group. Back to police or get the fuck out of this country. You're a traitor. Mm -hmm. And they got pissed at the cops for doing their job and they started screaming defund the police. How, How insane is it that back to blue is screaming defund the police, that nurses with COVID are treating patients with COVID 
who with their dying breath goes, I don't believe COVID is real, and then dies. I don't understand how everybody's been running around with their hair on fire going, the, the, the country has gone absolutely fucking bananas. Well, but it's just also, too, I mean, I mean, it's maybe just my opinion, but I think also most people just kind of have a narrow perspective of the way the rest of the world works. You know, I mean, that's, you know, a lot of times, you know, most people don't ever leave within 100, you know, 50 miles or 100 miles of where they were born and raised. So, I mean, it's, you know, people have a lot of a narrow perspective, and I think that has a lot to do with it. When you're, it's easy to when you're in an echo chamber. I mean, I can only imagine, like, I have, you know, family lives in the South, and when I get down there, it's like it's an echo chamber. It's just, you know, everybody's, like, parroting the same talks to the point of where but it's how like, do you do it when you're how do you do it when the conspiracy changes every day like what do these trump people do if you're a trump supporter in georgia do you mm-hmm. vote in the senate race or not do you I mean, believe but, that dan crenshaw i'm one saying the other group are libtards or do you believe trump's lawyer and you go well these senators are the secret leftists like how do you know which trump coalition to believe when they're all calling each other leftist operatives I, I mean, can you really just – here's the way I would think about it. Can you really think of a time where you can, um, you know, rationalize crazy? So I kind of feel like it's like you're – you know, these people are coming out with all these different kinds of things because they're trying to fill these potholes. And I think that um, there's so much of it out there to the extent that it's just something that, you know – you know, a lot of people are just like, eh, you know, they just kind of brush it off or whatever. They don't think of it as. And I think there are some people who do think shit's crazy. But, again, with technology, you're able to propel that so that echo chamber gets larger and larger. But it's not on point. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is it changes daily. So I go back to if you're a Trump supporter and you know Dan Crenshaw, Senator Dan Crenshaw, you love the guy, you know he's a hardcore Trump supporter, and you believe he loves Trump, but you also go, well, Trump's lawyer, Lynn Wood, must be a Trump supporter. He's out there with a MAGA hat saying Trump's the greatest thing that's ever happened mm-hmm. in humanity. And they're calling each other liberal secret operatives. How do they know which team to pick? Yeah, but, Cren- vote but, they Crenshaw, vote. but Crenshaw is my understanding from – I watched him on Joe Rogan, that guy. I mean – that guy's always been Republican. Like uh, you won't find anywhere on his, you know, his donation stuff that he's donated to a Democrat party or any of that but other if stuff. They, okay. All right. That guy was pretty, pretty hardcore Republican. So, I mean, I could see where his, what he's saying holds a little more credibility than what Lynn Wood would say. Just because but Lynn Wood works for Trump. So essentially what he's saying is what Trump's saying. Cause he's, he's on Trump's behalf. Yeah, again, I think we're trying to rationalize crazy. I, I don't, I don't think that Lynn. I think Lynn Wood um, is an opportunist, and I think that right now every single person who is out there screaming from the tops about fake stuff is all grifters. I don't think any of them have an actual legitimate idea that they really think the Trump lost. I think that they're just all grifters. I think they're every one of them is, you know, just trying out there to make as much buck as possible. A good example is this. You know, you go on Trump's web, you go on Trump's website and you see that the money that they, you donate to um, his campaign to help about this, you know, fight the fight the, the bad vote and all sort of stuff. It even says under there that 75% of it goes to pay off his um, campaign finances. So 
it's all a grift. Like it's like I don't even think Trump believes what he believes. I think that it's just I think it's a bunch of people who their entire life have been, you know, figured out ways to make as much money off the government teat as possible. And this is just like prime pickings. But how long can you milk the con? In other words, everything they say is always wrong. I know I beat this dead horse, but, you know, they're like the day after the election, uh, there's going to be a civil war. Trump loses and there's no civil war. The day after the election, you'll never hear the word COVID again in the media. And now COVID's out there more than ever. Now it's, Trump is going to win. Trump will be sworn in on January 20th. When he's not, then it'll change to because he's supposed to announce his 2024 bid on Inauguration Day. Right. Mm -hmm. So if he does that, then it'll be Trump actually lost the election on purpose. He's playing 3D chess. He lost the election on purpose. That way he could show how it was rigged by by rigging it to lose himself. He proves mm-hmm. how rigged it is. So in 2024, him and Q will have all the super secret evidence to round up all the Democrats and try them for treason. And it's it just never like how many times can I go to the same well? How many times can I go to my grandmother and go, I'm dying of kidney failure. I need a thousand dollars. I hope mm-hmm. I'm cured and then go back the next day. I'm dying of kidney failure again. How many times can you go to that well before people go, damn, it's been 10 years and I still well, have my gun? I mean, to be honest with you, for a, it can keep going because the reality is of how well the propaganda machine is. I mean, the NR, so a good example is the NRA. The NRA doesn't. The NRA originally started out as home safety gun courses, like it was for for people, you know. Yeah, I remember um, to, that. You know, to learn how to, you know, use gun safety, um, in case we were ever attacked by the commies, we could defend ourselves. Those kinds of things. It was almost it, like a Boy Scout type. Yeah, and it, it is now a 100% propaganda machine for arms for the arms manufacturers. There's the no they don't have to sponsor any of those kind of things anymore, any of that kind of stuff. It's it, it completely got flipped into a, a you know eventually got you know turned into it. But nobody you know you have to the only way that people will get rid of their you know NRA. Um, is if the NRA goes in and they support any kind of gun control measures, doesn't even matter if it's like they got when the bump stock thing that came up that, that, that Trump signed into law, they got rid of bump stocks and the NRA supported Trump on that because of who he was. And I mean, they lost millions of dollars in memberships because of that. So, I mean, I mean, so they know the line that they have to tote and they know what works. And even under shoot, even under Obama, under Obama, Obama sold more guns than anybody. And that was because they had were able to propagandize people for eight years total that Obama was coming to take your guns. There was always these little measures that were coming in. And the reason why those measures didn't work out was because they were fooled by either another deep state operative or, you know, something like that. There's always like it's like it's like every. You know, these 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 things are foiled by people like Inspector Clouseau. It's like it's such a joke that, you know, they're it's just but it's a way to grift people. So it never changed. So it's not going to change. You're going to literally have people. I, I, honestly, I've really seen the next four years. The next four years is a bunch of lawyers and stuff coming out with and never stepping foot in an actual court of law. But I see them, you know, doing these hearings and doing all this, wasting a bunch of taxpayers money. 
and all this other stuff for the next four years because they know they can keep that grift going. I never understood not conceding. Like, do you know Roy Moore from 2017, the Alabama race, still hasn't conceded to Doug Jones? I believe Three that. years later, he's still. So what does that mean? Does that mean he's in his basement going, I'm really in the Senate? He has a little office set up in his basement. He's like, I'm really the senator of Alabama. I, I think that's, again, that's his way of making him. I mean, think about this, Nate. If I just, if I said it right now and you brought me a fact that was 100% factual and I say, you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, people don't like hearing that. They just don't like hearing that regardless of whether or not it's right or not. They just don't. So I can see where people can keep, you know, telling the lie, telling the lie, you know, keep it going, keep it going just to save face. I mean, humans are incredible creatures, man. You know, we, 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 we have these, you know, as somebody who's a book reader, I know people have some of the greatest inventive minds as far as imagination and things can go as any other creature on the planet. And I, and, and I think that they, you know, when you have things again, technology, you have people with the ability to be used to be creative, whether it's through lying or whatever like that. I think that's just something that humans do just because, I mean, again, nobody wants to be, it's like, I remember a preacher years ago would talk about, you know, if, um, you know, it, the, the way human nature is that even if Jesus Christ came down, there would be somebody that would figure out that that was the devil. You know, and they went even, even if, if he came down, Jesus came down from heaven, was like, I'm Jesus, you know, let's go, we're going back. People, There would be people who go, that's not Jesus. That's the devil. Oh, so, I mean, Jesus would not be liked by today's Republican Party. Let's switch oh, yeah. gears here <laughs> because I had to pull some information because one of the okay. things about these lawsuits and as they're giving these speeches in front mm-hmm. of um, – uh, in front of Four Seasons, lawn care or whatever the hell, landscaping. Yeah. Giuliani and all those lawyers are going out into public and saying there's fraud. But when they go into courtroom, they're saying we're not here claiming election fraud. And the judges are like, well, then what the fuck are you doing here? Because it's a different story when you get into the courtroom yeah. and say there's fraud with no evidence. Then you can be sanctioned or disbarred. So, D, why don't you give us an update on what's going on with the – I think it's 40-plus lawsuits Trump has going all over the country. Yes. So the last time I counted, they were at 47. Um, So far, they have won a whopping zero. Because all the courts are in on it. That's why. Because the whole court system's in on it. Yeah, that's the courts in um, multiple states, including Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Many Trump-appointed judges. Appointed by the mm-hmm. Trump administration. Uh, but they're all in on the deep state, too. Yeah. At least 34 of the cases have already been dismissed or withdrawn due to lack of evidence. Um, they have been described – they've described the suits as frivolous and without merit. I want to tell you a couple of them. One of my favorite ones um, – and the New York Times does a really good job of doing a, a good rundown of a bunch of the bigger cases that we're more familiar with and really explaining – what's going on with them. So my favorite, um, I believe it was in Wisconsin. So the plaintiffs in this case submitted more than 230 pages of affidavits from poll challengers, 230 written pieces of paper from a bunch of, anyway. So the grievances were things like, I felt intimidated by union people who were staring at me. Um, 
Another person said the loud volume of the PA system was distracting. Um, and a third, my favorite, my favorite, one of the affidavits said that a Democratic poll worker told her to, quote, go back to the suburbs, Karen. Um, and a fourth found it suspicious that most of the few dozen ballots he saw counted that were cast by members of the military were for Biden. So because he saw votes go to one person over another, like, you know, a couple dozen maybe, he said there was fraud. <laughs> These are the kinds of things that they're doing. And there, there's actually cases in Michigan that they – once they tried – to do it in one city and it failed there they threw it at a few more cities around the county that way they thought oh well you know maybe if i guess they're trying the law of really big numbers which is of course that if you let something happen long enough eventually everything will happen right Give yeah it enough long time, enough, enough yeah through uh, yeah. enough different situations through, through a so i guess they time. were trying to do that Maybe, you know, think, OK, well, maybe if we sue everybody everywhere, something somebody will let us win. But we're, we're right back to what, you know, the dead horse. How mm -hmm. many people have to be in on a conspiracy before this is just how reality works? If every time I touch a hot stove, I burn myself. Can I go? Listen, I'm not actually burning myself. The contractor who built my house is in on it. The landlord, Maytag, um, the Best Buy where I bought this – not Best Buy, but wherever you buy ovens. The Heckinger's where I bought this oven. The, the manufacturer, Tyson Chicken Nuggets. It, like they're all in on it. I'm not actually burning my hand. All these forces are working against me to make me believe I burnt my hand. It's a conspiracy. And that's the thing. The it's like when my cousin Pete with... flipped out on acid and – Pete, RIP, by the way – Flipped out on acid, and he said, I'm not tripping. Everybody's playing a prank on me to make me think I'm tripping. And, of right. course, that's some fucking insane shit to say. And then he's like, I'm going to stab Nick, and then I'll have the ultimate joke, and things got bad from there. But he was like, hey, you know, I'm not tripping. All of you are just making me think I'm tripping. You're all playing a joke on me. That This is the equivalent yeah. of that. Everybody's in on a conspiracy. Yeah, and, the whole planet, the planet Earth – Planet Flat Earth is in on a conspiracy yeah. to dethrone Trump. <laughs> well, and not just that, but they're also – so they're saying that it, there's widespread conspiracy because there's no widespread conspiracy, right? Like they threw out – they threw a lawsuit over in one of the states because they were counting the votes, and then they threw another lawsuit that they weren't counting the votes or that, oh, um, they – they put in the these votes um, on November 4th. Yeah, because they weren't done on November 3rd. You had Trump supporters on election night in some cities go and stop the vote, stop the count, stop the count outside a <laughs> polling station. And in another cities go and continue to count, continue to count. <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I'm saying, dude. I don't know. I should just like – Become an anthropologist or a psychologist. I still, I just think you're, you're going. If, I just still think if you try and rationalize crazy, man, you're going to go nuts because it just. I don't, I don't think that I think. But how do you the, catch a serial killer, right? Even a serial killer who's insane has his methodology. 
He does it. Sure. It's never random. He doesn't go, well, I'm just going to go to this city and kill a midget. Then I'm going to go over to this city and kill a waitress. Then I'm going to go in this city and assassinate a CEO with a gun. Then I'm going to use an axe on a plumber in this town. Like he uses the same type of weapon. He uses the same type of method. He chooses the same type of victim. Even crazy is consistent. But this is we love cops. So defund the police. This is like everything is opposite. And it's all over the place. I've never seen this type of crazy. And, dude, I grew up in crazy. <laughs> I grew up with a family that had severe mental health issues, but it was always the same type of mental health issue. Right. I, I don't understand this kind of crazy. Yeah, again, that's for me. I, 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 when some, I just feel like, you know, when your leaders are – or kind of worthless and your leaders don't really give you kind of definition, then you lay people to go to their own devices. And, and I mean, I mean, I don't know, man, I, I've met some really stupid people in my life. And I mean, stupid's probably a bad word to use. I mean, people that aren't very educated. And I mean, I'm talking about, I, I, I didn't make it past ninth grade and I could still consider myself a pretty intelligent person. Um, but I've also made sure to learn more, to do my own research and all those kinds of things. I think some people are just there. Some people are just comfortable with, you know, hearing what other people say. It's like, I mean, think about it. if you ever go on YouTube. But it's gotten so big that the conspiracy is actually life. This is Motley Crue accusing Kiss of being in on a conspiracy because more people go to their concert. And they're like, well, you know, uh, all their audience is just into Kiss more, and they just want to hear them more. So they're on a conspiracy to make Kiss more successful than Motley Crue. Well, that's not a fucking conspiracy. That's the way reality works. If right. more people want to go to a Kiss concert than a Motley Crue concert because they like Kiss better than they like Motley Crue, then that's not a conspiracy. That it, That's just people going to a Kiss concert because they like Kiss. Right. But that's what they're doing with reality now. They're saying – or the way that reality works is the actual conspiracy against us. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know how to, I don't, I don't know how to decipher that. I don't, I mean, it's like, maybe it's a, maybe it's my own cognitive dissonance. Brian Kemp has to certify the vote. That's his job. He has no choice except right. to step down. That's not a conspiracy. He's doing what he's always done, what every governor's always done. The poll, the pollsters have to count votes with math. Right. That's not a conspiracy. That's the way math works. But they're saying it's a. It's like um, my friend John, who we've had on the show, John Sheehan. Mm -hmm. He said, "Listen, I've got an epidemiologist who said he'll come on our podcast and he'll." Debate anybody who thinks COVID is a hoax and not real and masks don't stop COVID and all this. And mm -hmm. it said the only stipulation is you have to come with peer-reviewed science and then we can go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. In other words, and, don't waste his time. Right. And the other – and one person was like, but it's already rigged against me because facts are the lie. What we're told is reality is the lie. Science is the lie. I have the real truth because I have what you call conspiracy theory, but conspiracy theory is the only truth. And it, I, the way I prove it's the only truth is the fact you won't listen to it. That mm. just proves it's true. So he's basically <laughs> going, the fact that more people come to see your band and mine proves that all those people at your concert are in on a conspiracy to not come to my concert. 
But that's not a conspiracy. That's just how fucking life works. Right, but doesn't that also sound like it's just immaturity? Like, it kind of sounds to me like some people are just like, it's like, you know, when your kids fight and they're like, nah, 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 or, you know, they tease and stuff. It just seems like it's like very childish, immature behavior that's coming back. It's like a lot of these people either haven't had to grow up or, you know, I mean, I'm not a big guy on the white privilege thing, but I, I do think that there's privilege for class privilege for certain people. And I just, I, it just seems that if you notice that majority of the people that are coming up, you know, that are more outspoken seem to be of a certain class of people. And I think that's because they don't want to lose the privilege of that class. Mm. And I think, I think a lot of people want to be, you know, especially I think that they like being in power. I think that that's just, it's kind of like this, you know, self-righteous, you know, type thing. It's the same thing of like, you know, when you watch those, those Karens go in there. And they're like, well, I'm going to sue this place. And they start naming off people like the, like that guy who's like working for, you know, 1250 an hour knows who the hell any of those people are. He's just told, Hey, look, man, the only people in here without a mask, that's our store policy. And I mean, even out here in California, a lot of times you go in stores and it's like people are just being, they're just, it's just a power play. They're just doing it to, to seem like they're important and that they're, they have powered the power to make, you know, the establishment change its rules when in reality, you know, everything that's being done is in reality of the best interest of people. Why I personally think why it's failing now is just simply because there's not a financial incentive. I think that because they've allowed so many of these businesses, I mean, we Nick, we have out here in California and everybody's oh California. There's a lot of small business here that are going out of business. And yeah, there's I a lot of it. and there's a lot of people who are very you know, we've had a couple businesses here in town that have went out because of the you know, the the stay at home orders, you know, lost twenty, thirty year businesses that have been in families and stuff because they just can't afford to stay open. Because everybody thinks, oh, you know, well, they'll, they can do takeout and, you know, all that other stuff. You know, most people don't order, you know, they don't want takeout. The whole point of going to a restaurant is the experience, you know. So, I mean, it, it, I can see why people are also too, I think it's also fueling some of these crazy narratives because people are desperate. Like, I think people are desperate to get to even – before Trump, there was some kind of like, you know, crazy normalcy, like even like, you know, the worst thing when I, when I would get an argument with somebody who I was Republican or something, the worst thing that we would argue about is like, you know, where does life start, you know, as far as like, does it start at conception? Does it start at two months? You know, those are kind of arguments that I wish to go back to. Yeah, exactly. But, but they're not. So it's just, I, I get that where people, some people are desperation. I think it's also fueling these like insanely crazy narratives. Cause when you tell me that stuff, Nick, it, I just, it's so hard for me to wrap my brain around it. Like who the fuck would believe that? So let me ask you this. And this is kind of a question Bill Maher has been asking lately. Mm-hmm. What does the world look like with Trump pissing into the tent? Once Trump is out of office, assuming he is, you know, he leaves, Assuming he's gone January 21st, what, what does the world look like? Do these Trump supporters go away? If Trump goes away, do they go away? If Trump just recedes back to private life and hangs out at his golf course, do they go away? Or is like is Trumpism with us for the next 20 years? I, I personally think that it will be with us till he's long gone. I Just simply because um, I think that um, the grift is in. 
Um, it's just, it's too good. You know, everything too, as you think about this, you know, those, I mean, they don't have to take it, but if they take, you know, um, secret service. So for the rest of Trump's life, like he can charge the secret service millions of dollars just so he can go play golf and do all those other things and play. He's going to keep the grift because I guarantee what's going to happen is there's some of these, there's going to be a couple of Democrats. They're going to want to bring charges. They're going to try and override Biden. Biden's not saying, you know, he doesn't want to do anything. And I, oh, you're I, one of those guys that believe Biden's alive. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, he's earlobe B. I'm pretty sure <laughs> earlobe B is still alive. <laughs> It's beyond comprehension, dude. All right. Let me give you some we're totally fucked update here. So total cases right now in the U.S. are a little bit over 15 million. Um, total deaths are at 288,000 and change. Um, total recovered is 8.8 million. Active cases are 5.9, almost 6 million. Um, and critical condition right now is 26,000. Yes. And I mean, you know, India has 9 million cases, but they also have 1.3 billion people to our 300 million. And they're the second largest cases right now. We are failing so much. Failing. Just take politics out of it, which Mm -hmm. politics shouldn't be in this to start with. But we have 4% of the Earth's population and like a quarter of all the cases. Right. Whether or not. I mean, I, I I would ask the logical question, even if you're a Trump supporter, why doesn't this matter to you? Mm-hmm. But it, then again, if you are actually dying in a hospital and you use your last breath to go, COVID is a hoax. I I don't know. I don't know where to go from there. Do you think it's possible that maybe India um, gets a lot of its food supply from local sources? Because I think a lot of that has to do with the way that that works, because America, we are, you know, you, most people don't have gardens in their backyard. Uh, most people don't obviously slaughter their own cattle. Um, India doesn't, most of India is uh, Hindu. They don't even kill animals. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of vegetarian stuff going on there. And so, I mean, again, it's like, um, I mean, there's different cultures going on. But, but they America, also have a mask. Asian cultures wear masks even when mm-hmm. it's flu season. Yeah, well, it's that, not some conspiracy yeah. too, and they've been doing that for years. They've been actually they've been doing it for a long time. Actually, you yeah. can actually see pictures of, from World War II of the Japanese um, going with some of them going to work and they have masks on. Not like you know, not not gas masks, but just you know, regular. Just like Colorado masks. for years has been like ninety percent mail in voting. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, mail-in voting is a scam in the post office part of the deep state. This is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter, dude. So, <laughs> Well, it does matter, but I get what you're saying. I, it, 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 I don't know why we talk about it because you'll never – either people are, are in reality A or reality B, and never the two shall meet. Well, but I think, too, also if you, that one person listens – to where kind of well you know even several people listen and they they understand that you you're willing to have that conversation because sometimes that there's a few people that um that uh, because of the class that they belong to as far as you know financially and stuff they they automatically vote Trump but it's because they think that Trump was a businessman and not a politician and these people own businesses and that kind of stuff. So they thought it would do so, but technically for those kind of people, he has done things for them. So 
that's why there's I think that's why those people are trying to hold on because the propaganda once again is being taught that okay the minute that uh, Democrats get in power we're going to be taxed to the point of a third world country when in reality that you know both of our recessions have been under Republican control you know there's Every time that we start to have any kind of surplus, the Republicans come in and they gut it. Now, the Democrats aren't always like, you know, they certainly have definitely their own faults, but it just seems that, you know, you have to call it where you see it, you know. So I get where you're going, but I still think that this is important because, you know, there are people that will that, you know, if you have the ability to have a conversation with somebody, you'd be surprised. You know, some people are. Like, again, some people, they keep themselves in that narrative because that's what they're surrounded by. But sometimes when you're in the outside, you know, when like even when I'm at work at the office or not work, if I'm at the office or something like that, and they're like, hey, you know, um, this, that and this and that. And I'm like, hey, so I'll start talking to them. A lot of people are some people that are not crazy are kind of receptive to what goes on. You know, the people that are making these crazy ass conspiracies, not so much, because then again, you're telling them you're wrong. And they don't like that. People. Is it better if they're in their own little communities, like they're over at Paul or doing their political bloodletting? Like Trump did a speech last night in Georgia, and mm-hmm. none of the media even reported on it. I saw a couple clips like on Facebook, and it was just crazy conspiracy shit and how much yeah. he loves cucumbers or something for some reason. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every five or ten years, I know we got to get out of here, so I'll make this last point. Right. Every five or ten years, a street level superhero. And the street level people are like the people who don't go into space. Mm-hmm. They patrol their own neighborhood. Like Batman is always in Gotham usually or Spider-Man right. or Daredevil, right? Mm-hmm. And the villains will kidnap the superhero and put him on trial. And all the villains will say, I only exist because Batman exists. Without Batman, there would be no Joker. Without Spider-Man, there would be no Green Goblin. And the mainstream media, at least – and most other media online is kind of getting away from even reporting on Trump. Is that like, is that good? Do we get him out of like the cultural zeitgeist where he becomes irrelevant? Will his Trump, will the Trump supporters go away or they still be doing Trump rally reenactments 50 years from now? I, I, you know what? That's a good question because I actually catch myself, you know, the narrative because um, there's actually, you know, it, when I went to a store, if somebody coughed, I never even thought twice about it. Not even thought twice about it. Um, I watched a guy one time when we were in the store. This was just about a week ago. And these two people were walking through proudly, you know, had little little kids. And they weren't wearing masks. And they were being real smug about it. And this guy went way out of his way to get out of his way. Like, I mean, he, he came way into the clothes to just make sure that he wouldn't be in and I was thinking, man, you're nowhere near those people. It wouldn't be. But then I realized, you know, if you're watching the news and you're hearing what they're telling you, even myself, you become somewhat overtly paranoid. Like you're very I mean, I get you're supposed to be safe. But can and Trump stuff. work without a foil? Like, can there be a joker if there's no Batman? If it's just Trump screaming, everything is is corrupt and in on a conspiracy and nobody comments on him. Nobody. Mm hmm. Does he still well, make a sound to his supporters? I think so. I think to an extent. I mean, but I mean, again, like I said, it's like, you know, where's all the people that followed Ross Perot at one time? 
You know what I mean? It's like eventually. Yeah, but to be fair, they weren't like, I'll die for Ross Perot. Ross Perot needs to be in the Bible. I mean, nobody right. has been worshipped on the level that this dude's worshipped at. Got you. I got you. Cause, but, but that's also because of what, you know, because of the financial, you know, I mean, most a good example is this is most. Uh, and I know you got to I know that the church across from me, I know that they don't have people that are going to go blow up abortion clinics because they're not nuts. But those are people. But the people that are following, you know, Trump and that kind of, as far as the religious perspective, those people are nuts. Like they're they're not they're they're kind of like I mean it's like those people that were praying out in front of the uh, the ballot place where they were counting the ballots, you know, and they all had MAGA hats on. It's like, do you really think God would? I mean, God. Well, yes, they do. They think Trump has been anointed by God. That's exactly what they think. And that's crazy. Because I think it also has to do with that relations of when I watched the fam that thing that series the family on Netflix, there was the the belief of that if you're put into that position of leadership into the presidential, obviously God likes you. That's who God wants to be in charge. That's what of. Kings used to say. I'm ordained by God, therefore I can do no wrong. I'm above right. any wrongdoing because otherwise God wouldn't allow me to be king. And it, it doesn't seem like it's changed. And I think Trump. And that's, that's why those Trump's- kings always had to have that Pope seal of approval, mm-hmm. because that basically ordained them to do whatever they want. All right, let's get out <laughs> right. of here before we go. I'm sure D wants to uh, get started on dinner and stuff. D, you want to give us your final? Tips for survival for the year? Yes. Oh, by the way, guys, we're coming back next year with a new format. Musical Osmosis is doing its last episode next week, and we are going to kind of revamp this show, and I think everybody's going to like some of the changes we make. Sorry, Dee. Yes. So um, my tips for today are twofold, but it's the same thing. Uh, One, gift boxes. Gift boxes are the easiest, fastest way to wrap anything. They look really pretty. And if you're savvy, then you can reuse them year after year. I have actually started a collection from last year. I think we're up to like 10 or 12 or a little more. Um, But they're already, I mean, they're pre-decorated. They're super duper cute. And you can actually find them right now at your local dollar store. The Dollar Tree um, has these really cute ones. They have a set of two that are nesting. So, you know, they're a little bit smaller, but they're really adorable. Um, And they stand up all by themselves, of course, and the lids are separate and they're really cute. And you can, um, you know, really, uh, they're they're super duper useful. Um, The second part of my tips for survival today is don't forget about the Dollar Tree. Seriously, I was just in there today, and they have really stepped up their game. I know, especially if you're my age, the Dollar Tree means cheap made-in-China garbage that will break after you've used it for five minutes. Not so much anymore. Um, I've noticed they've really upped their game. They have some John Frieda products, which ladies know is a good hair company. Um, They've got those hair sheet masks that are all, you know, the thing right now. I mean, like gift sets that actually have a lot of things in them. Like it was just, I was really, really impressed. Um, every single aisle I went down, I thought, gosh, you know, this is better than I remember. This is better than I remember. Wow, this is actually 
a decent item for maybe after dollar. 11 years with me you just don't have any standards left <laughs> no, no because i mean you know me i don't usually shop at the dollar tree because i don't want things to fall apart in five seconds but really i mean i just happened to go by there um on a whim and i i found some good stuff so don't forget about your dollar stores um a lot of them do shipping a lot of them do um, curbside pickup so you can still do that contact free even if god forbid you had to buy um, a case of something from the dollar store that's still only 24 and if you're going to get a couple dozen of something anyway you know why not but so my tips for today are don't forget your dollar store and gift boxes are your new best friend um, and that's all I got. Y'all have a merry, merry, merry everything. Oh, yeah. We're allowed to say Merry Christmas again. Mm-hmm. I still <laughs> say Merry everything because I don't know what anybody celebrates or if you don't celebrate. You're allowed, or if you're you allowed to celebrate by now. not celebrating. Or if you celebrate <laughs> all the things all together and take all the alcoholic beverages from all the holidays and mix them all into one and drink it out of a giant soup bowl, that's fine with me. Happy everything. Merry everything. And the next time we hear from everybody, it'll be the next everything. All righty. Fair enough, Pandemic Pals. Till next time, be diligent and stay safe, and we will be back in the new year. Happy Festivus. <laughs>